0: welcome back to uncorked the podcast brought to you by team corker as per always i'm still steph corker yet our new and very special guest this week joining us on uncorked is the one and only dr jeremy goldberg welcome to the show jer Hi, Steph Corker. <laughs> Hi. This is very exciting because we are fresh off of uh, Michael Fronti. Michael Fronti was in Vancouver, and we both got to rock out with him last night. Um, and I felt like we went from strangers to friends in 24 hours, and now we get to podcast together.
1: Yeah, we, we passed right through acquaintmates, as I call it, acquaintances to mates to friends to podcast pals.
0: Podcast Pals.
1: I'm stoked. Stoked to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. I am really grateful um, to podcast with you because as I was saying to you earlier, um, our the goal of Uncorked is to feature remarkable or astonishing people and their stories that we can't find out uh, about them on the internet, either Google or Instagram. And I think that you're a beautiful example of that because while we can find out a lot about you on Instagram at long lost no. what is? What are we? I just want to call you the love bomb, but that's not right.
1: Long distance love long
0: bombs. Long distance love bombs. A tongue twister. At long distance love bombs. We'll make sure that's in the notes. Um, there is so much more to you than anything long distance and love bombs. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Definitely. Sure. I'm so much more than long distance.
0: But you are just a love bomb. Uh, That's what you're saying. Okay, let's start there. Um, yeah. I want to know life before long-distance love bombs. I want to know about the doctor that is in front of your name. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and what brought you to the more recent Instagram account?
1: Sure. Um, so I grew up in L.A., going to the beach and being in the ocean all the time. And I studied marine biology. And I have worked um, previously for about a decade all around the world doing um, marine conservation, sustainability for governments and universities uh, in Australia, in Africa, and then the South Pacific for a couple of years in American Samoa. And so my background is in conservation, trying to help people protect the world around us, basically. And most recently, over the last uh, five years or so, I was in Australia doing my PhD exploring why people do the things they do. So why do our attitudes affect our actions? How do our belief systems influence our behaviors? All with the intention of trying to figure out how we can help people to take appropriate actions to protect the environment. Wow. Yeah, and so while I was doing that research, I started this sort of side project slash hobby (laughs) called Long Distance Love Bombs. It was a blog at the time, and I started writing and ranting, and I started sharing bits of my soul on the internet, and that slowly spread and spread and spread until it became a passion, and now it became a career and a uh, it's everything really. It's just it's just everything to me.
0: (laughs) Way of life, yeah. before we dive into that, though, I'm fascinated um, during your tenure, if you will, studying the coral reef and and understanding why people do the things they do, be it to the environment or each other. Yeah. What did you learn?
1: Oh God, what did I, I mean, learn? About? Maybe let's
0: be more specific. What are like the top three things you learned? I mean, is the coral reef dying, and are we totally jerks? And
1: oh yeah, that's not a good news story stuff. Uh, well, tell so, me
0: the truth. <laughs> so
1: the truth is that the planet is in a very severely deteriorated state. Mm. For example, the Great Barrier Reef has lost in the last thirty year half of its coral, yeah. and last year alone it lost another twenty percent of its
0: coral, Whoa.
1: just because of the hot waters due to climate change. Um, so that's not a good situation, and the prognosis and the projections for coral reefs are terrible, wow. um, so it's, it's not a good thing. But one thing I did learn um, in trying to influence people to take action and protect this beautiful and iconic ecosystem is um, I learned lots about human behavior, human beliefs, why, why we do things and why we don't do things, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of wonderful psychological literature around this, that really um, simply explains this complex and irrational thing that sits between our ears, right? <laughs> and so there's, there's frameworks to understand this stuff, but basically um, it goes back to this idea that we interpret the world around us and we create our own sort of version of reality. And the reasons that we do or do not do certain things is a reflection of what's going on inside our minds and how our belief systems influence our thoughts, our feelings, our decisions, our actions.
0: Mm -hmm. I am curious about how the impact of you learning of the state of, I mean, the environment for that matter, um, impacted your own belief systems.
1: Yeah, just maybe recognize more, um, more consciously what the hell is going on in my head subconsciously and it started oh, wow. me down this path of like trying to figure out why I do the things that I do and mm. how do my attitudes affect my actions and what are my core beliefs uh, what's the story I tell myself about the world around me mm. um, everything from motivation to responsibility to fear to passion to purpose all of these things are this giant sort of spider web of thoughts and beliefs in our brains and um, we don't often take the time to actually sit and analyze ourselves right Mm. Um, and so for me that was really empowering to learn to learn that not only are there ways of understanding this stuff but even more importantly there's ways to change these things right there's ways that we can evolve and expand and adapt new ways of thinking new belief systems we can take charge of what's happening in our brain. And then ultimately that will influence our behavior in our life. Right. And so I find the whole thing to be really empowering.
0: Wow. That's, that's less of a bad news story.
1: Yeah. So that's a good news story.
0: (laughs) Jeremy, (laughs) Jeremy's living the good news story. I like that.
1: Yeah. I always, I say I'm on a perpetual quest to find silver linings. That's one. All
0: right. I take the silver lining. Yeah. So I want to know you went from a blog to really now a way of life. That um, I mean, it's been fully—it seems um, quite fully encompassing in in how you live your life now. Less yeah. of a coral reef, would you say? Yeah, it's been such a
1: weird experiment that I've been, or a roller coaster that I've been riding. Right. So so years ago I started. Um, and I gave a TED talk on this called What If Kindness Was Cool. It sort of tells this story of how I was in an airport and I saw this woman crying and I felt really bad for her. And so I wrote a little handwritten note and went up and gave it to her and gave a little pat on the shoulder. And then on the flight, I started thinking about, you know, why is it okay that these, this random stranger can sit and cry in an airport surrounded by people and nobody comes forward to like help her out? right? Mm-hmm. And that just really pissed me off. Like, I just fundamentally do not agree that that is the best we can do as a culture, as a society, as as a human, right? Mm-hmm. And so then that got me just writing and ranting more and more about um, kindness and compassion and social change and, uh, you know, this empathy revolution, all these ideas of like, you know, what would the world look like if compassion was common? What would the world look like if kindness was cool and popular? And, if we, um, I have this line of like giving more selflessly and taking less selfies, right? So it's just, (laughs) how can we start to look at the world in a new way? And what would that look like? And for me personally, like, what can I do about that? Like, how can I start something? Mm. And so I just started writing and I started sharing and I started just being sort of ferocious about, this idea and I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and it slowly grew and it slowly spread and now I have a pretty solid platform and people that follow me and I have a book coming out in a couple months and all of these things started because I got really pissed off that this woman was crying in an airport by herself and decided well, you, to you weren't
0: something. pissed off at the woman you were just pissed no off that she no no, no. Well. yeah
1: yeah that's a very important qualification distinction
0: right? yes there's
1: nothing wrong with feelings or emotions <laughs> or crying <laughs> i think though there is a really uh there is something wrong in a crowd of people or in a society or a culture that simply accepts isolation and,
0: yeah.
1: and people being ostracized and and whereby like compassion is not like a common thing and Mm -hmm. you know you see all these like random acts of kindness stories which are amazing
0: Mm -hmm. but i
1: always see those and i'm like why is that on the fucking news yeah that like an old woman got helped across the street you know like why is that just not totally normal right get it and it annoys me so
0: fair i love that you use the word ferocious i want to come back to that that your ferocious tenacity to keep writing and to to start and i mean one of my favorite books is the art of the start and i think starting is is half the battle and sometimes we get caught up in not starting unless we can see the finish or not starting if we don't know where it's going and it sounds like you simply started out of pure passion um perhaps with with some anger wrapped in there and and you haven't stopped and and i want to know how you do that and how do you continue to start and start new projects and start a book and and start a course like
1: yeah that's a really good point and a really good question and i think it's just a matter of doing shit like Mm. i'm really empowered by this idea that i'm gonna die and that in a hundred years i will be forgotten probably right Wow. And so then for me, it's like, why wouldn't I try and do stuff? Like, why wouldn't I want to go out and live my best life? Like, why not try and put something on Instagram that I'm scared to share? Why not write a damn book? Why not give a talk? Why not get on a stage and talk to people? Like, there's no valid reason aside from fear to do mm. those things, right? So, um, Yeah.
0: Tell, tell me how you manage the fear. Tell me what happens when fear comes up or creeps in because it inevitably does and i'm sure that you still feel fear after ferociously starting and starting and starting again
1: right 100 percent. and it's like tony robbins it says i don't negotiate with my fears hmm. it's just this wonderful line and so for me it's like um so i think fear and excitement are very similar or two sides of the same coin so to speak right so like i use this for public speaking when i'm scared my, my, like, uh, my eyes are super focused, my heart's racing, my palms are sweaty, I'm like kind of shaking a little bit. And so I say to myself, isn't this exciting,
0: mm.
1: right? Rather than like, I'm freaking out and I want to run away and I'm terrified. I just like, isn't this exciting? Mm. And for me, that excitement is, is aliveness. And that's, mm. and when you do things that scare you, you, you get satisfaction, you get pride, you get growth, you get, you know, you know all of this, of course doing your races and whatnot, it's like, that's where the glory lives, you Mm. know, in in like seeing what you're capable of doing. And, you know, going back to this idea of, of all of us are going to die one day. It's like, I want to, I want to look back and be like, man, I did a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. And and I'm proud of that. And And I'm very conscious of the fact that, you know, a lot of people look back and, and have regrets about what they didn't do. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so true. We hardly regret the things we did do, and it's easier to find growth or learning, whether we failed or not, um, yet the regret lies in typically not doing, Mm. doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I think there's a misconception that people like yourself that are creators and innovators and leaders uh, don't fail. And naturally, whether it's a failure, it's a mistake, um, there's a stumble along the way that says, I'm gonna get back up and try again and do it again and find a different way. And I don't think, uh, I mean, maybe this is too, um, too personal from my perspective. I don't think failing's a bad thing. I think failing's pushing the, the end of the envelope or the, the skinny branches. Um, so I asked this question, not from a place of lack, but I want to know what your favorite mistake has been or your favorite failure, um, since leaving the the reef and going out on your own feelings first.
1: Mm, That's such a great question. And I totally agree with you. I don't, I don't believe in this idea of failure in and of itself. I believe it's every failure, right? Is like an opportunity to learn, to grow, to like try something different. It's like a like, the scientist in me loves this idea of experimentation. So, like, in science, you do an experiment and it fails. It's just, like, a data point. Right. And it just informs the next experiment and you just, like, keep trying shit and then one day it works. Right. Um, and so, I mean, that's not to say that there's disappointment and, and heartache and whatnot, but um, that's all somewhat manageable when you have the bigger picture of, like, it just wasn't my time right now or I'm supposed to learn something different right now um in terms of favorite failure wow um there's not one that stands out but i think that like one one thing that that i have been working on just periodically that comes up is this is this kind of like small daily fear or failure to to not go all in mm. to to not fully believe in myself to not post that thing that i want to post because it's scary, or, mm. or to get the voices in my head where I compare myself to other people at different stages of their lives or careers, right? Mm. And so I think those tiny failures, uh, and what I mean by failure is like not recognizing the thoughts in the moment and letting them run riot in my head and chase me down the rabbit hole until I'm in a bad place. Mm. Um, those I think are the failures that I'm focused most intently on resolving
0: hmm how uh how much or how big of a player has instagram been in your in, in building your business as it is today
1: oh huge like, yeah great. instagram and facebook for me have been incredibly valuable i think in today's kind of culture they're like like a, a necessity right they're just hmm. tools who are or tools that are incredible platforms for you to have a voice and to magnify that voice and to have your words and your work shared widely Mm. to attract a following to directly message people all around the world it's it's been wild so for me it's yeah easily more than 90 percent of my wow work i would say is because of social media
0: amazing um this is where i get to plug that While you and I did speak at a conference together, I fear we might not have met in person at that conference, and I totally stalked you on Instagram and saw that you had 21,000 plus followers and thought if I sent him a message there's no way he'll respond because he has so many notes Mm. coming in from so many people and you responded right away and I thought Instagram keeps the world small and this is so cool and I think I even said I felt like Oprah was replying to me.
1: You did say that. And it made me feel really like my ego loved it. And then my ego is like, no, that's ridiculous. You're just a, you're just a dude with a, with a man bun who writes and rants online. But I think it raises a good point, though, is like every account, right, is just a human. Like, we're all just humans doing human things Mm. and we all have fears and flaws and worries and doubts and all of this crap. And nobody really knows what the hell is going on. Mm. We're all just trying to figure it out as best we can. Beautiful. And there's so many things that we have in common. Um, so yeah, thanks for reaching out. And if anybody listening wants to reach out,
0: hit me <laughs> up. Can just send, you <laughs> send me a note. Send me a note. So the opposite of the sort of the negative slander on social is that there are people that we find inspiring and like yourself, and mm. really interesting, and um, they're motivating, they're educational. Who do you look to? Um, Let's—I mean, top one, top three um, people that you follow from a place of inspiration yeah awesome online
1: yeah so like i use i'm a big believer in this idea that like my email inbox and my social media accounts are like a party that i'm hosting Mm. and like i get to cultivate the guest list and the tunes and food and everything so like i think people forget that like you don't have to follow anybody that makes you feel bad or that (laughs)
0: like
1: that doesn't make you feel great or that doesn't teach you something or doesn't entertain you right
0: totally Totally. So I
1: like I'm pretty strict about cultivating just positive, helpful, informative, insightful, like funny shit. Like I want yeah. I want my party to to be rad, you know. Of course. Um, so for me, there's you know lots of people that I follow who um, who talk about like psychology, relationships, mm. life stuff. So a, a big one is a, a mutual friend of ours, Mark Groves, who's uh, at Create the Love yeah who's a a brilliant uh i think he coined himself a human connection specialist he talks about love and relationships a lot Um, another friend vienna ferron at mindful mft she's a marriage and family therapist so she talks a lot about family dynamics trauma relationships um i'm kind of on a big uh kick for that kind of content at the moment i'm just Mm. really curious about all that
0: stuff cool
1: um, and then I follow a bunch of writers and poets and, and things that I, that I like reading that are just hard to see and fun.
0: Yeah. And now if we were to take online offline and you had one person to invite to dinner tonight, and I know the question is typically like dead or alive, but let's assume they're alive and you could be anywhere in the world having dinner with this person, who would they be and where would you go?
1: The... Um, uh, the name that just popped into my head is my friend Paul, mm. and the reason I say that is because Paul's dad died yesterday.
0: Holy cow! And
1: so he's he's over in Bulgaria at the moment, but I just feel like having a meal with him would be really good.
0: Wow. Um,
1: maybe that's not the, not the answer you were looking for, but of
0: course I yeah. love it. I love yeah. the answer that comes so fast you can't hold back. That's a great yeah. One. It was
1: like yeah, I just want to like give Paul a hug.
0: Yeah. Right on. Okay. You mentioned man bun. Um, I would like to know what product you use in your man bun. <laughs>
1: what What the hell is product?
0: Oh, um <laughs> I don't know. I was,
1: I was talking to, I did this photo shoot the other day and um the hairstylist was like, she actually gave me a product. It's a uh, B, B flat, something like, it's like a big B and a little B.
0: Oh, it's bumble and bumble. I think.
1: I don't know. It's pink. Okay. Okay. It's oily. And uh, and she told me to put that in the bottom half of my hair, but never the
0: top half of my hair. Fair. You have a lot of hair. It's I have a beautiful.
1: shitload of hair. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. donate it, actually, in, in a little bit.
0: Is that been the motivation to grow your uh, hair?
1: One of them, yeah. Years ago, this girl told me that she really likes um, long hair on men because it represents dedication to something long-term and mm. also this ideal of not giving a fuck what society thinks you should look like. Wow. And that just stuck with me, and I like that.
0: <laughs> Even though the the girl didn't?
1: <laughs> well, the girl, is she's still in my life. She's just a friend. <laughs> That's a different podcast, Steph.
0: That was said really well. <laughs> a girl told me it was about this, so I left the girl, but I kept the hair. I didn't
1: say I left uh, the girl. That was an assumption.
0: Okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> um, I want to know – I, I just feel like there's so much here. I hope we get chapter two and three with you. Um, but for all the things you know and all the places you've been in the world and um, just the people I feel like you must have interacted with along your journey, um, what is one commonality that you see for for humans right now, humans experiencing life in 2018 and um and and what advice do you have for them?
1: I think um, a commonality that I've seen across culture and people and places is that we all just want to suffer less mm. day to day.
0: Hmm. And
1: that seems to be common. Like we we all want to love our families. We want to have food to eat. We want to enjoy our lives. And we want to just suffer less and like enjoy what, special time we have on this ridiculous miraculous thing that we're doing called life yeah mm, and so for me lately what i've been focusing on is um is just the idea of acceptance mm. and so for me that's one way that i can suffer less is just taking it all in not judging it as good or bad just accepting that it is mm. and that it's all part of the experience and that you know we're all terminal cases and <laughs> Uh, to just enjoy the moment and the experiences to the fullest extent possible.
0: Magic. A really special soul in my life tells me that suffering is finite, and that's something I take with me on my races. Mm. And um, I maybe I need to change that, renovate that phrase to just suffer less. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> suffer less or suffering is finite. <laughs> yeah, less. Cute. And
1: like it's all good, right? So this guy Jocko Willink is a writer, podcaster, Navy SEAL fucking dude. <laughs> his his way of doing that is good. He just says good to everything. Mm. It's like, oh, it's pouring rain. Good. <laughs> like, oh, I've got to run 20 miles in the mud. It's like good. And <laughs> and it's just for me, it's just I may find it hilarious, but it's a really powerful perspective shift of just like this is how it is. So
0: yeah,
1: let's just let's do it. It's how it is. Got yeah. it.
0: All right. Well, we're committed to uh, keeping these short, but I I can't help but keep riffing with you. Our Mm -hmm. final question of every podcast is, what is making your heart beat faster these days?
1: Um, Responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I've been on a real kick lately to cultivate radical personal responsibility for my own life. Mm -hmm. And that means everything from what I eat, to how I live, to my values, to integrity, and like really consciously and intentionally trying to show up as big as possible and as uniquely myself as possible.
0: Mm.
1: And that sometimes is really scary and really hard
0: Mm. and it
1: gets your heart racing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But it's also, I think, one of the most valuable things that we can do as people.
0: Absolutely perfectly uniquely yourself I would have to say that what is making my heart beat faster is still drunk love from Michael Franti and (laughs) if he can teach us if he is an example of what it is to be so beautifully and radically Michael Franti I mean that show last night his love just just oozes and it's a beautiful thing
1: totally agree with you
0: I'm with you the responsibility to be yourself What an honor!
1: Mm.
0: What an honor, Doctor Jeremy. Thank you so much for your time. I really hope we get to come back on for Chapter Two and Three and Ten and Eleven with you because you are a treat. I'm honored that you're in Vancouver right now and that we got to hug in person. Yet I don't expect you to stay in the 604 for very long. So wherever you end up next in the world, I wish you well and safe travels. And please don't be a stranger. Know that we're all following you and Stalking your world online, but I hope that means we can stay connected offline as well.
1: Steph Corker, you are a fucking gem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being you and for doing all that you do in this world and shining your light so brightly. Wow.
0: Thank you.